Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Breathe normally as oxygen is flowing even if the mask does not It was two different screens, and she's like, "Why the two different screens?" But I was supposed to be in one, and she's supposed to be in the other. That's why it's two different. Oh, uh, well, you know, here we are. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. See, this is what I meant when I said I just never know how to start an episode. I know I could just go straight into "Hello, Hello" and all that, but it's like sometimes I want to, you know, guide into the uh, conversation. I don't know; it's a mess. Anyways, let me get. <clears throat> all right, we we here. <laughs> <laughs> hello 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 everyone this is the holiloquy podcast where we step out and talk about sexuality this i have been blessed with the two uncomfortable black girls i'm just happy to have y'all here on my podcast and we're happy so amazing. Um, these are two beautiful women y'all here in augusta augusta natives um so just so that my podcast listeners can um, know more about y'all. Do y'all mind introducing yourselves? Sure. Well, I guess I go first. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. I am Honey the Fluff, a.k.a. Sydney. <laughs> but most people call me Honey. I go by a lot of different names, but I have a lot of different personalities. Hey, but <laughs> I am pretty much adventurous, is what you want to call it. Um I'm open-minded and I don't have a filter. So that is me in a nutshell. I the person who can give unbiased advice, no matter how much I like or dislike you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm Asia. You hear a lot of people call me Asia Chanel, but either or um I dang, every time somebody asks me about myself, I'll be like, well, um anyway, I like to say I'm a, <laughs> I would say I'm a CNA by night podcaster and uh, entrepreneur. I'm gonna call it that by day. Um, I am thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, thirty. Ooh, I'm very big on self love and pushing it. Uh, if you're following me on Facebook, you'll see a lot of that. A lot of pushing of that. Um, as you said, I'm one of the two uncomfortable black girls. Um, mm-hmm. We will soon be back with more episodes. And um, this is it. I mean, I like to travel, I like to read, I like to write. What should you write about? <laughs> about me. So. I'm a journaler. I like to journal. <laughs> do, you, do you do shadow work or have you done shadow work before? Yes. How, how has that experience been for you? Um, shadow work, as y'all know, is not easy. It takes a lot of looking at what has happened in the past, addressing it, and forgiving yourself for some of the decisions that you made and how you did things. So it hasn't been easy um, for me personally, but it has been very helpful. Um, very, very helpful. Like the person you see here today is not the person from before um, after doing shadow work. 
um yes jesus yeah, personal growth yeah it's 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 hard and sometimes i go back to um mm, some of those <laughs> <old> ways <laughs> sometimes i go back to my alter ego trixie but i i'm good i think i i gotta say i'm a better person uh because of it, to be honest she communicates after she try to work jesus yeah probably a little bit too much open up I open up the throat chakra just a little bit too much so i gotta so essentially shadow work has brought you into a, a comfort zone of being more vulnerable and communicating that vulnerability with a lot more people right with people who i probably wouldn't initially have talked to in the first place so now you'll hear a lot of people like asia just don't care she just say whatever or you hear people say, oh, I miss the old quiet Asia. Like, yeah, you do. I wouldn't curse you out. Now Ooh. I am. <laughs> but, you uh, know. That's, that's the, <clears throat> I think that's one of the greatest things about, you know, personal growth is when you find yourself and find your voice and find what boundaries you don't want to be crossed. And those people who were so comfortable with crossing those boundaries, and now they got mm-hmm. get, get hit with, with that um, brick wall. Mm. Mm. Like, I hate to see it, but I love it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Love, be mad, but Boy. guess what? I'll be married <laughs> every day. <laughs> so, um, do you mind telling the audience a little bit about your podcast, which I am a fan of, and I do love the conversations that y'all have over there. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, so basically, it's just um, it's called Two Uncomfortable Black Girls, and we talk about uncomfortable um topics. Um, if you ever listen, you'll know they are a little bit uncomfortable for some people. Not for us, mm-hmm. but for some. And um, it basically started, it, it started really a couple years ago just with doing like, I would just ask questions on Facebook, just in general, just like questions that might be something as simple as, um, well, today's Saturday, what you doing? What are you guys doing? Or it might be something like, um, if you go back in time with something, you would change. And people just start to like flash on. Then I stopped because I noticed that somebody was being a copycat. But I stopped a little bit and um, I brought it back as Ask Asia. And so for three months, it was just every five days a week, I would just ask questions about just anything, you know, um, just whatever. And so at that point, I was like, well, I like doing this. I like talking to people. I like finding out how they feel about stuff. You know what? Um, And I like talking to my best friend. So why not bring her into the conversation and we bounce off each other because we bounce off each other um, fairly like very well so that's when I decided okay let's do it uh she came up with the name because at that point I didn't know what's the name's name <laughs> and so Sydney came up with the name we you know went in did some episodes and now here we are and so um, like I said we took a little bit of hiatus there's a lot of stuff just going on and our personal lives and so um, we're hoping that at least I'll say at least by the end of May June we'll be back to recording new content for everybody because yeah. people really like asking. it like we were really I, I was very surprised I, I really just don't feel like people pay attention to the things that I say but when people are like, so where y'all at? What y'all do? Are y'all gonna do it again? I was like, y'all want me? Y'all want to hear me talk? I was like, okay yes. Yes, we do. Yes, your fans are waiting. I am waiting. <laughs> I was like, somebody was like, I said, okay, well, this is a thing. People really enjoy this. So. Yeah, I have customers who um heard about it, and then when they talk to me again, they're like, so what happened? Y'all just left us high and dry. What's going on? I need 
I need some of that real advice that y'all be giving because y'all don't sugarcoat. That's one thing I can say I do love about our podcast is it's not sugarcoated. You're not gonna get uh, I'm our, I'm not. You're not gonna get the oh well. You can do it this way and that way. No, I'm gonna tell you. Hey, you make these decisions, and if you choose to do it this way, make sure you're good with the aftermath that comes with it. Because if you're gonna be a hoe, I'm gonna tell you to be a hoe the correct way. Not gonna just tell you to be out here being a hoe with feelings. No. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, look, I agree with that. <laughs> like, uh, there's been so many times, like even within you know my engagements with people, I um, most definitely when it comes to life coaching and um, tell people this is the trajectory, this is where you are now, and what your actions do, and how that may you know play out if you continue down that path. This is not a guarantee that this is going to happen, but this is something that can happen. And then give them that information. Just watch them see, uh, just watch them and just uh, observe and just be like, okay, so what are we going to do? Like, are you going to continue to make these decisions that's not best for you? Or are you going to actually make that opportunity to like take ownership, take accountability, or um, think about the actions, like most definitely when it comes to like <clears throat> sexual expression, because I've had those conversations quite often. Um, it's like, okay, you're saying that you and your partner, you, you want a little bit more uh, from them. Why are you not speaking up to them? Why, why, why is it that every time we have a conversation about what's going on and what you expect in your relationship, you still haven't vocalized that? <laughs> like, mm-hmm these are the things like that candid conversation is something that a lot of people are missing because it's like you um we've become accustomed to glossing over the issues and not addressing the issues going with the flow is what they call it that's what the young kids call it we just gonna go with the flow some older kids <laughs> the kids look going going with the flow gonna lead you into an ocean that you can't swim in that's what i know Chasing waterfalls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy. So this episode, we are going to be talking about some relationship stuff. Uh, wait, before I get into that, because, um, you know, I am a fan of the show. And you know how y'all said people are waiting for certain episodes to come back. I am, I, I am a sex person. And we only got part one of that sex episode <laughs> talking about, oh, we're going to be back with this, part two of this. That was in November. And here we are, whatever month this is airing, <laughs> we're recording in April, but this is going to air when it airs. So y'all got it. <laughs> but here we are. I'm still waiting for this part two, which hopefully I could be a part of. Wink, wink. That's what we want. Okay. <laughs> We need another aspect, you know, between besides our little freaky self tales. We need somebody <laughs> else to <laughs> look, talk about all the kinks and stuff. Look, I, I cannot wait. <laughs> the conversations. But anyways, back to relationships. So uh, I want to uh, begin this conversation about that concept of what we bring to the table. Um, and how do y'all feel about that question? And if you're asked, um, be it a snarky or respectful way, what is your typical response to that? Um, I actually like the question of what do I bring to the table? Only because a lot of people don't think to ask, what do I have to offer? Because you, you, you see me in this spotlight but you really don't know me. You don't know what I can bring or what I can do for you. 
Um, but what I would tell people what I bring to the table is mostly comfort. I can give you a peace of mind. I can comfort you. I bring building of character. Because I'm the type of person, I'm not trying to say that I'm trying to build a man. No, I need you to come already built. But I can help you with I can give you a push. I can give you new ideas. I'm the background type person. Oh, you feel like you can't do this? Well, baby, let's do it together so we can do it type of person. Because a lot of people don't understand that you need that push. Mm-hmm. Shoot, even uh, with that, it's like <clears throat> sometimes you, uh, when you are at a point where you have like, let's say like me being a writer, having writer's blog, um, sometimes you just need somebody to feed off of or feed to uh, so that you can get some new inspiration uh, or new direction of where to go. And um, just having that, because this is what I'm getting from what you're saying about uh, who, what you bring to the table is that you are that person that can spark, you, you're that person that can uh, be amused. You can be that person that um, provides innovation, connects certain dots that you haven't been seen. Is that, does that sound about right? Yes, that sounds great. Oh, look at me. <laughs> what about you, Asia? Um, <laughs> the question would be okay, except that I feel like it's just a little tainted at this point in life because it's a lot of people who are using it as ammunition and not as um, actually trying to figure out what somebody can bring mm. to the table. So it really depends on the context. Like you see a lot of podcasters, um, or even just people on Facebook. I think I. I should have went back to that. Um, there was somebody who there was somebody who sent me a scenario where somebody asked them what they brought to the table, and it was like it was it was a mess anyway. But um, <laughs> I just feel like it's been almost like weaponized, like used against you. Like um, you're asking me so that you can say it's like you're you're asking me so you can like break that bit or so you can be like, oh, that's not enough. Like you already have a response before I tell you. What I can bring. So I, I personally don't like the question. I do believe in effective communication and talking beforehand because, yeah, you do need to get to know what somebody will value, somebody can add to your life. I, I do agree. But I guess it would depend on how somebody asked me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, me, I feel like what I bring to the table at this point, because actually the question I think about a lot because it's like, okay, I'm a female, so. I bring vagina, I bring, you know, whatever. But at the same time, okay, age, what else do you bring? You know, so I guess for me, I I do feel like I do bring comfort. Not to all people, to some people, because my comfort ain't for everybody. <laughs> um, <A> word. <laughs> right. I do bring comfort. I do bring somebody who can you can listen and communicate to. I I find that people will just start talking about stuff um around me. I feel like I bring the comfortability. Um, I can't say at this point in my life I bring innovation or bring a push, only because I spent a lot of my younger life pushing somebody to to be at their best and they didn't want to. So I can't, I honestly cannot say that I bring that innovation or push to the table. I I honestly cannot say that. I would like somebody who already has the drive and the determination because I have the drive and determination with or without that I can't. At this point in my life, I can't bring that to the table. Maybe later on in life, but not, not right now. I can hey, honestly say that. 
<laughs> that's understandable. Because uh, I even think about myself. Uh, like I was talking to one of my best friends recently and talking about uh, what we want in relationships. And uh, I literally tell her, I just want somebody that can allow me to be basic when I come home. Because right. I have to be uh, Mr. Extraordinaire for so many other people on a regular basis that when I come home, I don't want to be Mr. Extraordinaire. I just want to be that basic nigga Bernie. That's, that's it. Like, <laughs> just to be enough. <laughs> like, that's, that's all I really be wanting. Uh, I don't want to be top notch. I don't want to be uh, the exception, uh, exceptional person. I don't want to be Mr. Excellence. I don't want to be high value. I just want to be basic as fuck. Like right. come into the door, uh, all my clothes come off and I look like a bum. And you're just like, you look so beautiful. And that's it. <laughs> now, now uh, just to even uh, go back to uh, the concept of, you know, bringing uh, things to the table. I feel like those people who weaponize it are those individuals who know deep down in themselves that they, they have absolutely nothing to really bring to the table other than uh, I can possibly have great sex or I can possibly um, spend your money. Whatever the case may be is not like someone who is able to do anything productive for you, do add any kind of value, add any kind of uh, substance to your reality. Um, and they just choose to weaponize that because of that. Um, and I, I think for myself, something that I kind of want to do, uh, to flip that on other individuals when they do try to weaponize that is ask them that question, what would you, what would you like brought to your table and see what that answer would be. So, um, for y'all, um, if someone were to ask you, how would you respond, uh, to that question? Like, what, what is it that you would like brought to your table from someone else? I think for me, um, what I want brought to my table is I want, I just need somebody who, how can I say it? I just want somebody who, I want to come home to somebody who I don't have to be strong around. Hmm. Um, being strong is a constant and it has been a constant. I actually had this conversation. Um, with my ex-boyfriend I was like I'm you know I'm I'm tired of being the strong I want somebody else to be strong I want somebody else to figure out how we're gonna do this how we're gonna make ends meet how we're gonna uh budget this how we're gonna budget that that's what I want you know, I want somebody who I don't always have to be strong around I want to be able to be in my um divine feminine energy I don't want to have to keep being feminine and masculine all the time I have to do that when I'm out here so I want to be able to be, I want to be able to be a lady. You know, people meet me and feel like, oh, Asia, you're so, you're so nonchalant, you're so this, you're so that. But it's like, I don't have the proper environment all the time to not be like that. So I, I think somebody who gives me the ability to be soft, to be a lady, to be a female, to be that damsel. And if somebody feels comfortable enough to be a damsel in distress around, it's not everybody. Everybody ain't able. We love that TikTok. Yeah. But I did my I did I am not an independent. But I did I did encounter somebody who now I know I can be a dancer in the stress around. So I I I use that to my head. I realize like if I'm like, oh I don't want to drive. 
now you drive it for me. I don't want to like open the door. It's like, oh, okay. Unlock the new feature. But um, oh, God. <laughs> not unlock the new feature. Amen. <laughs> That's what I want brought to my table. I, and of course, like I always say on the podcast, you got to have your own money, you got to have your own car, you got to have your own place. And I know some people be like, oh, that's so, what if he trying to? That's fine. But I can't be with him if that's what he's trying to do. Because I'm a, I'm already there with that aspect of life. Yes. And that is a lot of people need to understand that is okay. It's just, it's not to downplay anybody who's lacking. It's not. It's just what I'm looking for in a partner is a certain type of stability that if they cannot offer that at this moment, then get to, get yourself. If you feel as though that you want to pursue me, and you know, this is what I have as a uh, the baseline of eligibility then meet that baseline that's like um you don't apply to a job that you know you don't have uh the degree the degree for but you do know that you have that opportunity to attain that degree so you can get that job so that's 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 essentially how it comes with relationships sometimes if you know that um this person wants somebody who has stability that has like a house or a car um or even just my baseline is be able to communicate and have empathy uh, if you if you don't meet that criteria, why you why you apply for a job that you know you can't get? <laughs> That's fine. That's it. You know, I I don't I don't make a lot of exceptions for that anymore. So you gotta come. Only thing I will is the own place because I get it. But everything else, you like you have to. You gotta have. <laughs> Look, I get it. Like for so I I, I kind of put people in categories sometimes. Uh, like. If you if you over here trying to because uh, I, I date with intent. So uh, for my dating requirements are different from my hookup requirements. So if you over here trying to be a fuck buddy, it's a little bit leniency over there because you know why you're here. <laughs> this is for a pleasure thing. This is not for growth. So right. of course you can you can be lacking in a lot of things, <laughs> but as long as the pleasure is the thing that's being met, <laughs> we good. Yeah. <laughs> but if you over here trying to date me and you don't, if you have not um, gone to therapy or even uh, had a personal growth journey, you're not trying to add anything to uh, my situation or your situation, you are, you automatically out. I'm sorry. But you, if you, if you want to just hook up on a regular basis, you want to be a friends with benefits. How you feel about that? Now in that process, you start growing and uh, developing yourself. Then guess what? You might be eligible to be uh, a person I might want to date. Upgrade that upgrade. But bring it to my table. I want somebody who has a builder's hat. Um, I want someone who can build a new table, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, I am done with the being still. I need my potential to, well, I'm already in a relationship. Let me add that. But <laughs> My partner criteria, I need you to have a builder's hat. I need you to be able to build a new table with me because I am great and settled where I'm at with just me being by myself. I can pay on my own bills. I can do everything on my own. But I want a bigger life than where I am. So if you're not here to build a bigger table, there's no need of you sitting with the table that I already have built. Mm. And also, you have to come with comprehension. Because a lot of people will listen to you, but they won't comprehend what you're saying. Mm. 
we have to have an understanding. So if you can't comprehend and tell me what I'm saying, there's no need to be coming to sit at my table. You have to be a listener and a communicator to sit at my table. You have to bring that with you <laughs> to my table. <laughs> and um, I would say the last thing, marriage. I want you to come into my friend's marriage. Yes. To my table. If you're coming to my table without a mind frame of us, with with the meat, with the meat and you, there's no point of you coming to my table. I need you to come to my table with the we aspect. Yes, I love that. Um this this is a little bit off topic, but I, I promise it's it's, it's gonna relate. Uh, I tell people, you know, when people say be careful what you wish for. Um, and my whenever I have conversations with people, I, I tell them, don't be wishing for a husband. If you out here wishing for a husband, that's why you keep finding married men, married women um, to engage with because you're looking for uh, just some random husband and that and the universe is sending you somebody's husband. What you need to be wishing for is the part, the ideal partner that is for you um, because once you uh, vocalize that and you have that mindset, then you find that husband through that person. You find those qualities, that wife, that partner, through, through the persons that you are, you begin to engage with. You find the, the path of what we can build on. Um, like you said, having that marriage mindset, knowing that, okay, that's a part of, you know, dating with intent. You figure out where your headspace is at. What, what is it that you see in this relationship and how it can develop along uh, a time frame? Um, you see direction, you see um, uh, possibility. You don't just see, oh, you have to come here with, all, you have to be automatic husband material already. Because husband material, you, you don't, you, you have to build husband material. Uh, you have to build wifely material. Because if you want that already there, you're going after somebody else's partner all the time. Because the material has formed. The material is built. <laughs> that's the that's, only way you get to wear it. That's Ooh. the one there. Who that's a mouthful of preaching. <laughs> Not preach. <laughs> no, it's because I have these conversations all the time with people who are running into different people with the same faces. Mm. And that is something that I read the other day that kind of hit me. I was um I'm a, I love TikTok. It's something that I do in my spare time. I, I stroll through TikTok. And I see, I heard, I seen this poem. I love poetry. My man does poetry as well. Um, but she was basically was like, how do I keep running into the same people with different faces? How are y'all keep being brought to my table? Why isn't, why, why aren't the people changing? And she paused and was like, that's because I'm not changing. Mm -hmm. Because you keep, uh, you keep annoying the red flags of people that's coming into your table, not changing. So you're going to keep running into the men that's putting on the facade of, hey, I'm going to give you this, this, that, and the third, but they don't. And a lot of times in the beginning of my relationship, I don't tell people exactly what I want. When I'm in a talking stage, I'm not going to tell you in a talking stage what I expect from you. I'm going to let you be you so mm -hmm. I can figure out if you're someone who I want, if I can deal with the bullshit that you bring. And then as we're advancing, then I'll let you know my expectations into things. But a lot of times women will tell you, oh, I want this and I want that. And I expect him to do this and I expect him to do that. And he does all these things in the beginning, but that's not who he is. I need, I need you to show me first that you can communicate without me telling you to communicate. I need you to show me that you want better in life than me telling you, hey, I want someone who wants to be better in life. Because <laughs> if you can show me what you are 
I ain't got a duck. <laughs> yes. I uh I know whenever I engage with people on like dating apps and whatnot, uh I always ask my tester question, uh, which is how are you? Um, uh, because that tells me that question in itself tells me so much. Um, be it is um that that the way that they respond. Um, like if they only talk about themselves and don't even ask about me, that means that in this moment, they're a little bit more self-centered rather than uh, focusing on having any kind of communication with me. Or if they uh, only can identify their uh, emotional state as just good or well or um, fine. So, okay, that, that can lead to a little bit more emotional development uh, within conversation. But what what does good mean to you? What does okay mean to you? Because uh, like somebody respond, oh, I'm okay. Okay, um, are you feeling, are you saying that you're uh, meh okay? Or is this a good kind of okay? Is it a bad kind of okay? Like what's going on? Like what's, what, what, what's, what's here? What, what, how do we define what this is going, what you're feeling in this moment or your day is going? Um, and even from that point to uh, having, discussions about what is some things that you enjoy doing in life. If you can only mention sex, that just tells me that you have not explored enough of yourself uh, in terms of what you actually like in this world, or you haven't even thought about that, or even looked at, uh, let's say, National Geographic to see what um, kind of uh, things are out there. Like, do you know that theater performance ex exists? Do you know about musical concerts? Do you know about this? Do you know about that? Have you did any of these? Do you travel? If you travel, where have you been? Like how how expensive is the world that you allowed yourself to engage in? Uh, and like just those simple questions tell you so much about a person. Yeah, I start off my first, I always do icebreakers. Um, when I was in the talking stage with him, I asked him an icebreaker question every time we talk. Ooh. My favorite ice cream fighter, she started talking to it. If you have any superpower, what would you choose? Because mm. the answer to that question will tell you what that person would like to control. Oh, see, um, now I want to I answer that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I want to answer. I just want to know how you respond to it. So uh, I will say, can I choose more than one? Yes. Oh, thank God. So uh, I will say the power of in invisibility, the power to fly, uh, or transportation. I'll take either one of those. Uh, and because storm is they to control the weather. Because, good God, I love her so much. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you get from that? What I would get from that is one: you like to travel. Two: you don't believe in a rainy day. You don't like to have anybody running your parade, so you will patrol your weather. And your first one is to what was your first one again? Invisibility. Invisibility. It, what I get from invisibility is you like to be known in the world, but at the same time, you like to be able to cut it off when you need to. You need that space here. Ooh. Okay. What's with that? <laughs> I feel red. <laughs> That's my first question. I always, as soon as we get the text and you get comfortable with me, that's the first icebreaker question I go. Mm. What about you, Asian? I don't have, um, I don't have any rhyme or reason to talk in. I'm kind of in my 
I'm kind of in my whole thing. So I'm not really like, I'm dating for intent, but I'm not, I don't know. Like you really got to allow her. <laughs> yeah, like you really got to show me something. Because like, I'm not, even though I'm, I communicate, I'm not, I don't communicate a lot up front. Mm-hmm. So you really have to bring me in with the conversation. And um, I find a lot of times that I, I I can carry a conversation, but like I'm not a good initiator, mm. um, which has always been a problem for so many people. But I knew I found the one. But um, so I don't. I, I'm just kind of in that. I'm just kind of in that phase of like not. I don't want to say go with the flow, but mm. more like okay, let me see what happens. Let me see uh, how you respond to my answers and stuff like that. And let me see, you know, if you contact me and things and stuff like that. But I don't really have like an icebreaker or a starter conversation um, for anybody. Um, I don't even know. Most conversations don't really go the same when I talk to people. Mm-hmm. If I keep up conversation, she will know and avoid you. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, again, I I respond I respond well to conversation. I don't initiate conversation well, so that's that's always a hot point for people. But I mean, that's just me at this point in my life. So I don't. I text him is an easy turn off for her. Yeah, <laughs> well, I still have that. And I'm a text. I don't really like talk on the phone. So that's another thing too. Like if you always want to talk on the phone, I'm getting better with talking on the phone, but. If you always want to call, then I'd be like, I can't do this. The Holiloquy podcast focuses on the variability of sexual expression. When it comes to sexual expression, we often depend on pornography to illustrate how one must perform sexually. For those who have not learned this by now, the stuff you see in porn is not real. Pornography provides a singular perspective of sexual expression that is not often the reality we see during our own sexual encounters. The Holiloquy Podcast is a conversation that takes you outside of the compressed box of what many know about sex. Some of the topics we discuss include kinks, condom usage, status disclosure, and past sexual experiences. The Holiloquy Podcast steps out on sexual norms and recognizes that the norm is not the only normal. Subscribe today and join the conversation. If you always want to call, then I'd be like, I can't do this. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you on that because I, I hate talking on the phone. My family knows it. My friends know it. Even though some of my family still be calling me out of the blue just to have a three-minute conversation. I'm just like, why the fuck did you call me? Um, Because <laughs> like, um, I... I I'm a, I'm a talker. I love talking on the phone. I don't want my text. I can't. Look, I uh, I used to work at um, Geico back in the day. I, I I have some trauma from being on that phone that just got me turned off completely. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, if you're going to call me, I'll, I, I'm okay and open to having like three hour long conversations with the person. But as long as you're calling me with the intention of having an actual discussion, we're okay. Now, if you're calling me because you just wanted a, a quick answer, that could have been the text. If you're calling me because you uh, wanted to hear my voice, now I don't want to talk to you at all. I done went through all my sequences of 
um, breaking down my social anxiety, plus turning off everything in my living room so I can give you the <laughs> right. attention okay. that I feel like you deserve. Right. Well, you just said, I just want to hear your voice. Bitch, I could have been watching something on Netflix. <laughs> okay, so I note the film. Don't call him to hear his voice. <laughs> 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 Let me get this new account and friendship real quick so I can know what the do. Look, I, 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 hey, I just want to hear your voice. I miss you. <laughs> and you gonna look at the phone like, bitch. <laughs> it is, it is. Like my ex, that mofo used to do that all the time. Just like, oh, I just want to hear your voice. I was like, look, we had this conversation. I told you, if you want to hear my voice, send me something on Snapchat saying, send me a video or, um, a video response because I'm going to video record while watching uh, Netflix and be Gucci. You hear my voice, we're having conversation, and that's it. We good. I could send you a voice memo. Like, <laughs> you know what? All right, doing it. Well, I mean, because I mean, it's not a talker, and he don't like talking on the phone, FaceTime. He's sort of kind of like y'all, and I call him all the time. But I just want to hear your voice. What you doing? He'll tell what he doing. All right, let me buy Click. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, that's the face he probably gives me every time. <laughs> Look, I'm against domestic violence, but we scrap it when we get out. It's like, oh, you remember you called me to hear my voice? You hear me now, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why I don't get the smack time you want right now. And I'm like, oh, can you bring me some snacks? Because I called the ears, but I forgot to smack. Oh, you did, huh? <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I will say, if you know I'm at a restaurant getting some food or something, it's okay, because that's that's an emergency situation, because you know you want to get you something. You might as well go ahead and call. I, I would consider that an emergency. But other than that, because I know if I'm ordering something and you didn't tell me you wanted something while I was going out and you send that text message, I'm sorry, I did not see that text message. I'm not lying to you. I just didn't see that text message. I would have felt those vibrations in my pocket now if it was calling. What were we talking about? I feel like I off that one. on a whole ass tangent. Oh, bringing stuff to the table. Um, ooh, can y'all cook? Yes. Asian said <laughs> She can cook. She doesn't uh, prefer to cook, but she can cook. If it's up to me, I will eat out every day. And I tell people that up front, because that's one of the first questions they ask, because we live in the South, so they expect all of us to cook. And I'm just like, I might be able to cook a little something, but I'd rather us go out to eat if possible. They be like, well, that's so much money. Well, I don't care. If I got the money, I'm going out. Me and the child are going out to eat. I'm just saying. A lot of women don't cook. I like that. A lot of us don't cook out here. Well, a lot I don't think that they don't cook. Though. I think they can't cook. Well, there we go. Yeah, they mm. can't Because that's yeah. one thing that he was utterly amazed that him and all of his friends come to my house and eat. And they're all so amazed that I cook and can cook. They was like, well, we don't cook. You know how to cook. I'm like, why is it such an amazement for y'all? Like, everybody was like, you going to marry this girl? Because she can cook. I'm like, so with y'all. I don't get the excitement behind me. It's just something I'm used to doing. It is, you know, it's kind of funny that uh, it's a well, so societal requirement that women cook, but there, well, at least from what I've seen, there's a lot of black men who know how to throw down, most definitely when it comes to the grill. Oh my god, but it's like 
why are we why are we making this a woman thing when like literally we have so many men out here who can throw down and i know there's some guys who cannot but in, if you're in my circle and i know you're a friend and i can see you a friend i already know you can cook <laughs> like, my way because every man i run can't cook <laughs> and i'm the complete opposite i've had can cook i've dated a show Oh, wow. That is hilarious. Because <laughs> I know, like, uh, myself, oh, I could throw down in the kitchen for the one time, for the one time. But uh, almost definitely, oof. like, today, I'm thinking about making some steak. Okay, so here's here's my fight, uh, my fatty meal to make if um, I'm just going to be in all weekend and just want to, like, have some something a little bit fancy but not too fancy um i love surf and turf um so i will literally make a steak some salmon uh if i'm making salmon like for that meal i'm getting fresh salmon not nothing frozen i don't want any seasoning on it because these um grocery stores cannot season food worth a damn (laughs) So, uh, of course, I'm going to add my seasonings to the salmon. I might put some pasta on the stove uh, with some shrimp in there uh, and then um, get my veggies in order. It might be some Brussels sprouts and broccoli. Like when I say surf and turf for me, it's going to be a meal for a family. It's a meal for a family. You can cut the steak up. I'm going to make a meal for y'all. We're going to have surf and turf. (laughs) Especially from me, please. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, like, I, that is one of my favorite meals to make for people. Um, but other than that, oh, I love pasta dishes. Um, I'm trying to get back to my Southern roots uh, and get back to making fried chicken because I kind of uh, went off on that. Um, got that, got my air fryer and the, like, the chicken thighs I'll be making. Oh, my God. Mm. You, got an air fryer. Everybody you do can. you you need an air fryer like it, it it saves so much time like um uh, i don't even make steaks on a stove anymore i literally just put that mofo in the air fryer for like a good 20 minutes check it every now and again i might flip it if i want an extra crust on it um on both sides but other than that i leave i just let it do what it needs to do and it comes out delicious Ooh, do either one of y'all make um uh, steaks um, I do because my man is a steak eater, I but like not very much. Um, I just started making steaks for him. Other than that, I could care less about making steaks. So <laughs> this, is, this is something that I do with mine. I don't know if you would like it or if you don't like it. Uh, do you like cinnamon? Yes, I love cinnamon. I, I, I like to marinate my steaks sometimes. And when I do marinate it, like make my own little marinara sauce for it, I always add like cinnamon in there. And that flavor, I don't Ooh. know what it is. Like you don't taste it, but the flavor is there, and then it makes the steak smell so fucking good. Ooh, I'm gonna try that because um, normally I marinate mine with like a red wine and some rosemary and okay. little bit of some garlic. <laughs> right. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a Sunday. Got about to have me out here shouting. Oh my Lord. <laughs> Trust me. We we gonna play the dinner day. I like to cook. If I love you, I cook. Yeah. That is one thing that I can tell you. Amen I'm gonna keep playing if I love you. That's my for real. 
Amen to that. I'm pretty much the same way. Like, um, if I'm not, if I'm not cooking you at least one meal per year, I don't, I don't, it's not that I don't fuck with you. Uh, it's just that I don't fuck with you. (laughs) (laughs) I love you from a distance. It's, It's not that I don't want you in my house. It's just that you're not having none of my food. I'm sorry. You're, you're, you, if you're hungry, we can go get something store bought. (laughs) (laughs) not at all (laughs) i I think i think they need to go ahead add that as like a love language food (laughs) it's the how much i like you if i cook you food look and if if it's a, a meal that takes at least two hours for me to make and that's including prep time cook time oh you know i love you right like like i don't make basic shit for people i care for uh like i I might make something basic for myself but that's because you know time constraints but if it's um if it's a day that i know oh most definitely if it's uh in the middle of the week oh yeah (laughs) you get that (laughs) invite You was on my mind. I need to make sure that you okay. We need to catch up over this good ass meal. That's something. Yeah. I've been stressing. You've been stressing. Let's let's go ahead. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. So, Asia, on your um, whole journey uh, in your whole phase, uh, how have you been interacting with? others in a way like uh have you just been because like you say you date with intent uh are you leaving avenues for the hoes to transition to a possibility of dating with intent or it's just having those conversations look i'm just here for the sex at this moment i'm still figuring myself out i'm figuring out what it is that i want in my life and i don't want that stress of anything outside of that I leave room for um, anybody to transition from um, just hooking up into um, from hooking up to, <laughs> to um, more. Um, I, I'm a big believer in anybody can change, so um, that's fine with me. Um, I honestly, I know I'm not gonna lie. I don't have that conversation up front of I'm in my whole face. I guess because I want to see what phase you are in and there are certain ways to determine what category you want to put me in you know what I'm saying um but I, I just kind of I don't want to say I hate saying I go with the flow because I don't feel like that's it because I do still have boundaries and some rules and some things that I'm kind of like hold up um but I don't really put a lot of pressure on transitioning from one space to another you know what I'm saying like um I, I just don't, I guess. I don't know. Um, like, for like for instance, right now, I'm talking to somebody, and um, at first, it just started off as a sexual thing, I guess. Like, that, that was it. But little by little, you could tell, like, he was starting to try to progress it. And we at that point, we had to have a conversation of, like, you know, like, what what's going on here? Because, I mean, I thought it was one thing you're acting like it's another. We need to get on one 
one accord, you know, one playing field or whatever. Um, and so, you know, I'm not against, I guess I'm not against, I guess they acting as girlfriend, boyfriend. Like if you go out, some, like not go out, some, but you know, you go out a town or something like that, but also know what, what it, what it is, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm interacting with others. I don't find anybody who really finds a problem with just doing sex part. For some reason, I always wanted to people who wouldn't have sex to the front. I'm not against sex on the first date. I'm not against sex first first meeting somebody. Um, but I find that people in my whole station, I find that people up front are okay with fucking. And when I'm okay with or having sex, sorry, when I'm and I'm okay with it, they're very surprised. And then as time goes on, it's like they start falling. I don't want to say in love and in a deep life. You're just like Anyway, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, so what you want to do? But then it's like they're so hesitant to take it to the next level. But it's like, but you're showing me that's what you want, but you don't want to. But when we have a conversation, you're like, uh, maybe not. So it's like, so then when I go back to just going back to just being about sex, then they get upset and be like, oh, you don't contact me about nothing else. You don't hit me up, see how I'm doing. It's like. Mm-hmm. Um, you said you didn't want to take it there. You acted like that, but you're telling me you don't want to take it there. So I'm I'm very big on words and affirmation. Actions mean a lot. That is true, but you have to say something back up. I'm I'm the one. I'm the one that will go to my wedding and say, "Are you sure you want to do this?" Like I'm that the memes that y'all see. That's me. That's me. <laughs> like, you feel like me after all this time? Like that's me. So. I'm really big on stuff like that. If, if so, if even if you're acting like you want to take it there, if you don't say that and be clear about it, then I'm not going to take it there. Mm. And I find a lot of guys are okay with just, a lot of guys are okay with playing house, but they don't want to actually move you into their house. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I, when it, when it gets to that point, that's when I have the conversation. It's probably a little backwards for some people. Because um, I always tell people, be upfront about what you want. Sometimes I'm not, or whatever. But I found that I had a milestone conversation with people, and then I go from there. And that's just where it is until we have the next one. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, that's how I deal with people um, in my whole thing. I'm okay with <laughs> cutting off. I'm okay with being done. With it, like somebody now I've been communicating with for almost a year, haven't seen each other, haven't went on a date. I don't know why we're still communicating at this point. Not to be ass, but what are we doing? I brought it up twice, and that's not like me to bring up. Oh well, let's do something. You still can't do it at this point. (laughs) I understand that. Like I um, like even with that situation, I'm like, okay, are you? looking just for like someone to are you looking for a text friend because is that what you're looking for that's fine like <laughs> it, it is what it is like but i'm over here at least trying to engage uh in uh one one and one like personal interactions uh over than just talking over the phone talking through social media talking through apps talking to 
you know, all whatever the case may be. Uh, and I, I would like to also add, like, even within my my own whole phases and my whole journey is coming across a lot of people who are um, either afraid of someone who has ownership of their sexuality, and that's a turn off to them, even though they're approaching you for sex. And they're, it's like, how you approach somebody for sex and then get upset when they're like, yep, let's go. Like, <laughs> right now, now you want to call me a hoe, call me fast, all this other stuff, like. What are we doing? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to offer what you came here for. Like, what's up? But uh, even with that kind of uh, situation, um, that becomes an issue. And then when you try to figure out, okay, you're you're getting an emotional bond here. Um, you're getting connected. And you're trying to go more. And I ask you where you want to go in this now everything's hazy. Now you are afraid of commitment. Now you're afraid of changing things. I'm like, we don't have to change anything. You're the one that's feeling a connection. If you want to uh, like lessen that connection, we can see each other less so that you can deal whatever with whatever it is that you're going through. You deal with that. We can keep this to the confounds of what this sexual relationship is. Or we could just sever ties. Like it's it's not going to impact me as much as I know it might impact you. But the thing is, I'm focusing on you in this moment. And I think a lot of times when you try to have those conversations, people instead of hearing what you're saying, they're hearing you saying, "Well, what are we?" And it's like that's not what I'm asking. What I'm asking you is, what do you want to do as far as this connection? You know, and then I may come back and tell you what I would prefer to do as far as my connection. But I feel like a lot of times, especially with guys, they translate it in their mind of, oh, she's asking what I want to do next or that she's asking, what are we? So now, like you said, they're afraid of commitment. Now they don't want to go the extra mile. Now they don't want to do this. Okay, that's fine. Um, I give people a three to four month time frame. Oh, you got three to six months for me to prove that um, we're going to go further than this. And then I categorize, I categorize you as things. That be known once you're getting close to that mark. Hey, you have to such and such time before I stop giving you my undivided attention and I start giving other people attention. Either you're going to choose to move this along further, or I'm still going to talk to you, but I'm going to talk to you, him, him, and him. And it's up to you to make that decision. You have to such and such stake to make that decision. That's what my boyfriend had. Hey, look, come January the 1st, I'm back in these streets with you, sir. Mm. They're gonna choose to move with me how we've been moving on out, or I'm back in these streets until you decide you want to do something different. But I'm not focused on you when there's so many other niggas in line and want me. Look, and the streets are always welcoming. That's the thing that I know, and that's uh, (laughs) will always be a fact. (laughs) Like the uh, I I have uh, had conversations with people uh, saying, "Hey." I'm only here for the sex in, in this moment. And I'm looking for a fuck for you, uh, friends with benefits kind of thing. And when uh, approaching that conversation, let them know, oh, just no, just so you know, you're not going to be my only source of any kind of sexual interaction. That's when it becomes an issue. Like, did you really think that I was only going to be here just for you when I told you what I'm looking for? I'm looking for fuck buddies i'm looking for friends with benefits i'm looking for something that is not i i'm playing the avenue of the app that i'm using <laughs> we're here for hookups using this app 
we're looking for dating in this app. I didn't come to you on Tinder. I didn't come to you on Hinge. I did not come to you on any of these. I, I'm over here with you on POF uh, or Grinder, Jack, whatever the case may be. This is here for a hookup. Like, this is something casual. If you want something more, that's fine. But for me to have something more, that means you're willing to date with intent. That means that you are willing to make sure that we meet all the requirements for each other before we go down this route. But until then, if that's your intent, you might as well sign up with the um, the uh, Friends with Benefits application. Like, <laughs> at least that gets us the time to know each other. A lot of guys, though, they're really like, a lot of guys approach you on that sex stuff. And then when you're into the sex stuff, you're just like, okay, well, it's just it. like, then they'd be like, oh, wait. Or then they'll be like, oh, well, um, they want to do more. They want to hang out more. And they want to go out more. Now they want to treat you like this and treat you like that. And you're like, well, hold up. Then they get offended. But it's like, I thought that we were just doing this. And now you're trying to do that. Now you want me to meet your mom and your cousins and all them. But that's not, what? Like, <laughs> you are asking for the girlfriend package. And this is not what we got. Like, I am not your girlfriend. Go tell your girlfriend to do that. Or you don't have one. You're single. Okay, we're single. You're asking for girlfriend privileges, and that is not me. I can't. We're not going to do all this in the world. We're here for this, this, and this only. <laughs> I'm so strict on the of my whole face. I'm not your girlfriend. We just fucking around in my Rocco boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I think a lot of people just don't even understand. Most definitely men, unfortunately, do not understand or even know what it is that we're looking for when it does come for a relationship because you know we're just taught you know you find a wife and just go with that the relationship stuff is the relationship shit is going to be a struggle no matter what but the craziest thing about it is that you can alleviate that struggle in the earlier stages in dating when you actually know what it is that you're looking for, what it is that you want in a partner. Like if you want that traditional world where you have to be the masculine man, the alpha male, and you know, um, pay for everything, um, have a housewife and all this other stuff, then that's great. But just make sure that it's a dating pool that you're in. Make sure you have the finances and security to you know fund that lifestyle that you're looking for. Um, Make sure you put that on your dating profiles. I'm looking for a housewife. And this is what I define as a housewife. Okay, cool. Swipe left. (laughs) (laughs) It makes things so much easier. Very much so. Very much so. But people just aren't up front. They like to, I guess for lack of a better word, bamboozle or a trick. And then you end up in a situation. Now somebody want to kill somebody. Now you want to snap. But I also believe that a lot of Uh Awesome. A lot of people don't take that time out to, like I mentioned before, to do the shadow work, to do the self-love journey, to figure out what you really want. Because a lot of times people don't even know their favorite color these days. You're so what you had before that you haven't took the time out before jumping into another band wagon to figure out what you love. You don't know you. So you don't know you. How do you know what you want? Yeah, because that's really what that's really what jump started the my shadow work journey was um, breaking up my ex-boyfriend and realizing, like, I don't even know who I am at this point. 
Like, I don't know what I like to. I don't know what I like to do by myself. I don't know what I'm into. Uh, I don't know. I just overall don't know who I am. And so that's what really started the, the shadow work and figuring out who I am, what I want. That's what opened up the throat chakra <laughs> that everybody <laughs> So it's, it's like now, now I can tell you, you know, what I'm looking for, what I want. And I very rarely do I make Never do I make an exception on it. Mm, understandable. Like I know, um, like the one of the reasons why I'm so against codependency is because those people who fa- fall into a, a codependent relationship, they tend to lose themselves. Like they go into the situation, uh, even having confidence and whatnot. And it's sad that even like if you look at things in a systemic level, in a societal level. It is what we are taught is the ideal relationship is to be codependent, to lose yourself in your other part, in your partner. And doing that, and you come to a point where you are um, broken up, um, you have to redefine who you are. You have to figure out who that person I used to be. And now that I know who that person was, who am I today? Who is the person that is sitting in front of me? Who is the person I have to sit with in times alone? Who are you? Who are you? Who are the new you? Uh, and it's like a lot of people don't take that time because we're also uh, socialized to believe that the best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody, which doesn't make sense because you're still dealing with baggage from like, y'all know that TV show that's all about baggage, uh, like who has the biggest baggage and whatnot. I think um, um, Jerry Springer is the uh, host of that show. Uh, and it's, uh, they talk about uh, this person's bringing this baggage with them and they go through a cycle and all this other stuff. And who, if you can accept their baggage, it is what it is. Sometimes you need to go into a relationship with all your baggage unpacked. Yeah. That's a easier and more successful way of going into any kind of relationship with anybody, be it with friends, uh, family, um, freaking lovers. When you take the time to unpack that baggage and then you pursue the people that you're looking to pursue, things become a little bit more simpler for you. You get to notify, uh, notice a lot more of red flags that you don't want to see in the future. You block those off. Even when it comes to like your family relationships, you figure out, you know, sometimes uh, auntie, uncle, mom, brother, sister, whoever it is, my own kid, let me stop. <laughs> but sometimes you realize that, you know, I need to take this uh, step away from you. It doesn't mean I don't love you. It just means I need to be removed uh, because you're triggering me or you're uh, uh, approaching the boundary that I just don't want to cross with you anymore. It's not taking or devaluing the love that I have for you. It's just that we can't go weak. In our uh, family structure, I cannot be on that level in accepting that and going forward. And a lot of people don't take that time to see exactly what that is. Uh, and when you don't do that, you continue. What was it that you said? Um, dating the same faces? Yep, you're dating the same faces with a different person. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. <laughs> y'all have any non-negotiables? Oof. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll let y'all go first before I can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It's, a, it's sad. But I, at this point, like, I just really don't. I haven't gotten to that point of thinking about what's non negotiable. 
I think for me, it's just if I approach, if I approach something that just don't feel right, then I'm just going to be done with it. But I don't really have a list of things that, you know, like, oh, if we do this, I definitely can't fuck with you. I guess the only, honestly, no, I can't say that either. No, at this one left, I just don't. I really don't. I had non-negotiables. That used to be my big thing. I'm just going to think that I don't need that. Now, I guess my non-negotiables have kind of always beat me in the ass. Mm. <laughs> in relationship, my one non-negotiable always bites me in the ass. So I guess I don't have non-negotiables anymore, but I do have a, if you have too many tri- of my past relationship triggers, you have three triggers for me in a mouth. Mm. For my life, that's just it. It's one, two, three. Oh, that's triggering. That's triggering. That's triggering. Gotta go. Gotta blast. <laughs> Mm, I understand that. Uh, for me, uh, my non-negotiables uh, is one um, being physically violent because uh, uh, I I just can't do it. But like, if if you're type that, because you know, depending on where you're raised, if you are physically violent, not necessarily towards me, like punching holes in walls, uh, but if you're willing to go to therapy about that. Uh, and actually do the actual work that's required within that, okay, we can figure something out. Uh, But that's the only thing. That's the only way we can go forward. Um, But someone who's not willing to explore themselves sexually is uh, something that I just cannot do unless that person's, this is also one of those flexible things, uh, flexible things is that if they're willing to allow me to have outside uh, sexual partners, then we're good. Uh, like you can be uh, as vanilla as you want, um, but if I get to explore my needs, my sexual needs outside of the relationship in a poly way, then it's cool. We're on that agreement, uh, agreements that you're comfortable with that. And uh, my biggest non-negotiable is not understand, understanding and appreciative of the language of consent um because you know with past traumas and whatnot i need you to be willing to respect my boundaries when it comes to my body and my own personal autonomy um and if that's something that you just cannot do then i can't i really can't fuck with you uh and that even goes into my uh my hookups if you don't understand that i'm a whole person uh, that i have my own boundaries and um, you're not willing to respect uh, how I engage in this sexual encounter, then there's no need for us to be in the same room because you're not going to respect me. You're not going to respect who I am and you're not going to value my body the way I need it to be valued. So why? Oh, that's good. I need to add that to the list. <laughs> that's good. That get home there. like um so i think this will be a great moment to transition over to my little favorite segment uh never have i ever uh some people don't know this i always back out of that game (laughs) what i know i always lose (laughs) she hates it it's my favorite game though (laughs) like um so i have like a card version of it and i also have book uh, but the card version had did not have enough sex questions in it which is why i had to go to find like the 
darkest of hoish, never have I ever books and websites. <laughs> so, uh, oh, this is so vanilla. If y'all, if y'all say no to this, I'm going to judge you. So this one is never have I ever given or received a lap dance. Oh, we lived through the lap dance phase. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the- <laughs> that, was high, that was high school and a lump sum for me was lap dancing. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty Ricky stage of high school. Lord. <laughs> like, low key, I, I don't know if this is this was a, like a national thing, but I know here in Augusta, everybody was doing lap dance. Like, house parties was lit. As fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Came in, I had the exit stage left. Right, uh-uh, y'all put a hunch on me. I gotta go. <laughs> well, like I, I, I think I understand why a lot of the parents here are just like, you know, not my child. Y'all, y'all these high school po- parties are too wild. Mm, they were not <laughs> around in my high school days. <laughs> like the parties we had was too wild, too wild. Kids should not have been doing these lap dances. We should not have been, but. <laughs> That's the reason why this generation is uh, so so many hoes out here is because we was doing lap dances in high school. <laughs> Thinking we over here, Beyonce, Sierra, fucking Chris Brown, all over here just grinding. <laughs> we got pretty Ricky. You know what? This is why we hoes. I, I get it now. You <laughs> came from the freak Nick generation, so what can <laughs> it did, and it's a lot of us was birthed from freak nukes. So. Exactly. I love it. Um, so since we all some hoes <laughs> from Augusta, <laughs> I'm a hoe for one person now, but still a hoe. <laughs> so I want to go to like uh, my little box of sex questions. By the way, y'all should get this game. Uh, it's a Great game for funds, uh, for, not funds, for friends. Um, I'm just going to put this in here because they're not sponsoring, not a damn. Okay. Okay. Hold <laughs> on. Let me screen. Hold on. Let me take Oh, a okay. Let me put that right back. Because you got to, you know, you, know, you got to come to a game night because I can't wait for you to actually come actually see my house because maybe you're going to see all these games I got on this wall and you ain't going to want to go home. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm here for it. Like, I, I do love me some games. I'm not even going to lie. So um, this question is, lights on or lights lights off and why? I am a light off with um, projectors or with um, the <laughs> lights around the room, LED lights type of girl. Um, I like the shadow of it. Um, there's nothing like a good seeing yourself in the shadows while doing what you're doing. The silhouette is what, yeah, there we go. It's nothing like a, looking at the wall and seeing a good silhouette for me. <laughs> then uh-huh. then one more. <laughs> I, I like the way you sex, yes. <laughs> Let me, it's like, and when I found out about that, I was like, I, I got a red light, a purple light, a blue light. I never had sex without the lights off with the shadow ever again. I got to have the shadow. I need a... I've been thinking about doing that to my roof. This is why I need a third bedroom because I don't want, like, I, I like to compartmentalize sometimes. Like, I don't want certain things in my bedroom uh, all the time. So I don't put it there. Like, t- my TV, I keep that in the living room because I don't want to keep that in my bedroom, uh, to keep me in my bedroom all the time. So I move it outside of that. 
<laughs> so, um, but I also be wanting to like decorate my ceiling all kinds of ways uh, and have that uh, as, like to set a mood in my room. It's just that I don't want to, every time I come in my room and I see like clouds and the LED lights and then I'm just like, mm, I should invite somebody else. <laughs> that I put up and I take out. I must see you where I got my projector from. So, you know, you can have that in your room without also having to have it in your room all the time. Because it's just a little round projector. I set it up when it's Mr. Nance time. I put it up when it's cuddle time. <laughs> yes, yes. What about you, Adrian? Um, I'm a lights off person. Um, I, just, I just like it lights off. It, it's more, I don't know, it's more... I don't know the word I'm looking for. It's more, I guess, sexy, for lack of a better word, um, that way with the lights off. Because um, I like I like the dark anyway, so I prefer to do it with the, um, with the lights off. That's what I prefer. I think I only have one person who's opposed to it, but I like the lights off. Yeah, I don't need all the extra. I might turn the TV on, but... Mm-hmm. Nah, probably not. I just like it. Okay, I kind of do like having sex with the TV on. Um, mostly, <laughs> okay, this is horrible of me, but sometimes, because it's like, if it's the first sexual experience I'm having with somebody, I don't know if I'm going to get bored or not. So uh, I will play something on TV that I've watched before. So that if, because, you know, you can easily tone out something that you've seen hundreds of times. So if um, the sex is boring, I literally just start listening to the TV until we're done. Yeah. Or if it's that silent, awkward moment when you're kind of trying to switch shit up, I can't stand that process of it. So I got to have something playing. Mm, I understand that. Um, and for me, I, 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 it depends on what my room looks like, honestly. If, uh, most of if I'm uh, hooking up here, uh, if my room is not like spotless, the lights are going to be off because I don't want that distraction. Um, now, if my room looking real good, oh, we can have the lights on, lights off is whatever you prefer because I do enjoy looking at the body and just seeing whoever I'm, you know, engaging with. Um, that that's uh, that provides an additional sensual pleasure for me. But at the same time, most um, definitely like where I'm at now there's like a light outside my window. So no, no matter what, I can still see their sil- a silhouette. So that still gives me a little bit of sensual nature whenever we are engaging in uh, sexual activities. But other than that, I will say for most encounters, I would rather just uh, have the lights off. But lights on is fun. Lights on is a, a lot of fun too. Um, well, Steph, we're, uh, if we're going to incorporate some kind of kink stuff, oh, I want to see how, how <laughs> I want to see everything. <laughs> now, for real, the first time I get tired of, I'm going to need that to be a light phone session. <laughs> look, admire all of this body. <laughs> I admire it all. Gaze upon me in my glory, okay? Look, you know what? To make this a little bit better, Outline my motherfucking body in these LED lights. <laughs> the thing that I do like about the LED lights, because, uh, baby, you know what you're getting when you step in this room. Okay? Look. <laughs> Child. <laughs> Set the tone. Oh, look. 
the lights are saying you brought a home, uh, a whole home tonight. Just to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know what you Yeah. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot tell them girls that be like, I just don't, baby. You know what he was getting when he seen you? Look. He seen, put them clothes off. He knew what he was getting. Like, I used to, I used to be insecure about my body because, uh, you know, how we're raised here in uh, the uh, United States is we're going to shame anyone that doesn't fit our mold. So I got to a point where I'm just like, you've seen my pictures. You've seen this beautiful face. If you got a problem with body, then why the fuck did you come? <laughs> you see these curves and stretch marks? Because y'all know me. Well, y'all who don't know me, I'm the plus size girl that don't wear no clothes. I'm the one the old people hate to see walk in the room. Because you're going to see these thighs out and these kids out when you see me. You're going to see this body. You're going to see this fluff. That's like when people be like, oh, you need to uh, wear something that compliments your body. No, I'm going to wear something that compliments my confidence. That's going. So uh, I have another question. Uh, what do you like about your body? Uh, which parts of your body did you learn to love more recently? Um, that I've actually learned to love. The funny thing is, the one part of my body that I have learned to love that I didn't love before was my thighs. I've always had, everybody has always complimented me on my thighs because for me to be a bigger girl, I don't have cellulite on my thighs. But that's just something that I just could get rid of if you ate food. <laughs> I, I never liked them because that was like the thing that people always grab on and slap on and touch on. That's just something I did not like. I didn't understand why they liked them. But now that I'm, you know, approached 30 30, I have came to appreciate these thick thighs that say lies. Yes. And marvelous in pictures now that I've gone to posts. Mm. What about you, Asia? Um, this is a hard question for me because I don't I, ugh. the only part of my body that I've ever been like ooh, about is probably my stomach I mean well me and her will always have a love-hate relationship um, but that's that's the only part that I've ever not liked but I've learned to love um, as I've gotten older um, it's, every other part of my body has been fine Nope. I, and I realized that nobody really has any real like complaints about my stomach. Like, like I said, they know it's there. So like it's really nothing to say. People like it. So I'm just like, okay, well, and it looks good in a two-piece. Mm. <laughs> you know, I that's saw some of those pictures. That's a thing. <laughs> <I'm Indian>, <laughs> saw the pictures, saw the video. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of one of my old co-workers. Uh, so she she has a daughter. Her daughter is like 23 now. And uh, when her daughter was like in high school or might have been middle school, because um, she, you know, being a woman, black woman and having to deal with a lot of, you know, um, 
uh, standards of beauty and just being called ugly all her life. Uh, she instilled in her daughter, you're beautiful. She'll tell her every single day how beautiful she is. And one day she was in school, one little white boy called her ugly. And ever since then, that impacted her self-esteem all throughout her uh, childhood. And she's just now getting to that point where she can see herself as being beautiful again, regardless of how often, how beautiful uh, her mother has made her feel. Uh, because that one person, she found cute and he said she was ugly. And that's the thing that really impacted her self-image the most because that was somebody, a peer, who she liked. And uh, when she told me that story, uh, it, it just, um, it sat with me because when you think about how often people are called, uh, we are unattractive, are not seen as a beauty standard and throughout their lives, how much we can internalize that so much and how that just impacts so many avenues in our lives. And we do have to come to a point where we have to grow comfortable and grow to love ourselves for how it is even if it's something that we want to change uh, we have to love the imperfections that we have today in order to love the change that we see tomorrow uh, which is why like when I come across a lot of people who lose their weight uh, or lose um, or even do some kind of plastic surgery to fit uh, what other people say will make them look beautiful how they're still depressed because you change yourself for somebody else Mm -hmm. rather than you love yourself and then made that decision to change because it was something that rather than enhancing your beauty um diminished your that the, i don't know why i went on that but now, but that's something but no that's, that's something that, that people don't sense. understand when you get plastic surgery or anything any type of body altering thing that you do whether it's weight loss plastic surgery or anything you have to do it for you because a lot of times, I have a homegirl now who did all of this and still don't love herself. She still don't feel like she's beautiful. And when I tell you before, she didn't even need the surgery before she even did the surgery. Did the surgery and still don't feel top tier. You're, you're beautiful. You're beautiful then and you're beautiful now. Now you have like the body of a goddess now. But you did it, but you didn't love yourself when you did it. So now you're still in the same boat of thinking that you still need to make changes when there's nothing wrong with you. The one thing I've it starts start a lot of things start with the mind like when people say that that's not an exaggeration so if you do start to love yourself you will start to see I feel like changes in yourself mm -hmm. if that makes sense so like for me it's my stomach of course in high school never felt like I looked like the rest of them you know didn't really like stomach whatever um but as I got older it was starting to change my mindset and stuff like that it's almost like I don't say like my stomach grew into me or it was, it just became like, I don't know what I'm looking for. Uh, it just, it just became, it just, I guess it just became better. I don't know, but uh, mm -hmm. it wasn't as big as an issue, you know? So like y'all say, if you don't, if you don't love yourself to begin with, then anything, you, anything you do after that, it would be no level. And um, oh, so I can actually answer this question. Um, uh, the thing that I know, like throughout my life, that I always loved about myself was my smile because people either complimented me about my smile or because uh, I, I lost my mother, which I, I told y'all about. Uh, I don't think podcast listeners knew that, but um, <clears throat> I lost her when I was like 13, 14, 12, one of those ages. Uh, and 
uh, a lot of people before then used to tell me how I, my smile reminded them of my mother. And that became like a badge uh, of honoring her um, that, you know, um, my smile is the one thing that I can at least go throughout life that is still something that was of her uh, and also of me. Uh, so that little connection there. But the one thing that I had to grow to love about myself, uh, which is, you know, unraveling those thoughts of me being unbeautiful um, because of my weight and whatnot, is the fact that I have no man boobs. Uh, and uh, just like I'm at a point now where I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. If I want to go out on the beach and show off a titty, I'm going to show off a titty. Like it's free titty every weekend now. Like <laughs> I don't care. I like even taking the because I used to sleep clothed and all that. But the first time I ever slept in the nude, I felt so free. I felt so comfortable. I just felt like I, I love it here. So uh, and just doing that, that caused me to walk around, see myself in the mirror a lot more, uh, feeling free. And that just made me appreciate every single piece of my body even more. Like even to those friends who would probably be like, oh, Vernon, you need to lose some weight. And I'm like, why do I have to lose weight? Because you feel like I need to lose weight. I want to lose weight because I want to lose weight. And I know what my ideal weight is. And guess what? That ideal weight is still going to have me chunky as fuck and looking good. And I'm looking good now at whatever uh, 300 plus I am. It's not for you to tell me what I need to do. Uh, it is for me to feel of what I want to do. And if that's not meeting what your standards of beauty, then find the person that are befriend the persons that fit what you want to be surrounded by. Yeah, that's people that I had to tell, well, I didn't, I didn't tell anybody that, but that's something I've been thinking about a lot lately is if I don't fit what you want, then leave me alone. No matter how much I beg and plead and be like, please give me a chance. If I am if I don't fit it, leave me alone. That's good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mentally, emotionally, if I don't fit your standards, leave me alone. Amen to that. So... I said we're at the end of this episode. I cannot wait to post this bonus episode. Oh my God, it's going to be great. Uh, (laughs) All right. So is there any last words that y'all would like to uh, leave for my audience? (laughs) If you're going to be, if you're going to do anything, make sure you do it at your best. Don't be a hope, be the best hope. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, be your best entrepreneur. Don't let nobody else tell you what makes you happy. That's a word. And how can people find y'all? We're on we're on Facebook and Instagram. Um, go to two the number two um, uncomfortable girl, uncomfortable black girls. You can look it up uh, that way. So we we on it. Yeah, we on there. Personal pages. Anything you can probably find me is Honey Denise underscore it's it's everything from snapchat to instagram facebook to instagram yes and mine's just chanel that's it <laughs> <laughs> and i'm going to make sure i have links to y'all's podcast um most definitely the instagram um in the show notes uh you can find it on spotify you can find it on uh 
Apple Podcasts, which is how I found them. Um, you can also find them at Augusta Podcasts um, on that website. Um, you can connect to them that way. Um, and are y'all on any other podcasts and apps? Um, Spotify, Apple, I think we're on Google, Google as well. Nice. So definitely follow their podcast, subscribe, watch the episodes. Um, between you know catching up on the Holiloquy podcast, you have another beautiful show that you can listen to. Um, I do recommend listen to them all. I binged them all in one day, and I'm oh. so happy I did it. <laughs> <laughs> If they look at the analytics, they'll be like, okay, uh, what the fuck happened today? It was me. Yes, your book. I read your book at work. Um, if you're in Augusta, you know, I work at the Pink Coat. Uh, <laughs> But I read your book at work, and it's so funny how many people walk up to me and see your book and just is amazed. I was like, if you ain't got it, you need to get it. Read this mm-hmm. little poem right here. I bet it changed your life. <laughs> oh, girl, which one? Was it Was it the one that I told you about the last one? Uh-huh. Did you cry? I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> I told you what's going to happen. Of energy. You told me I needed that. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that helped. Um, but yeah, y'all purchased the essential guide on how to be a help. It is, it's what you said right there, your sister, yeah. Um, Kyla, she said, I went to school together. Oh, you Kyla's sister, I, <laughs> look, that's Kyla's face. <laughs> I see it now. <laughs> she said, as soon as she seen the book, she's like, I know you went to school. I was like, I don't know you went to school with him. I was like, yeah. Child, this small ass city that we in, I love it. <laughs> we'll be mixing part of smallness. <laughs> oh God! Oh, so okay. Let me close out the show. <laughs> I'm so fucking unprofessional. Oh my God! I love it. I love it about myself. All right. So thank you all so much for uh, tuning in to the Holiloquy podcast where we step out and talk about sexuality. And just my message for you all, just in case no one else told you this today, you are beautiful. You are worthy of happiness and joy. You are enough and then so. You may not live up to the expectations of others, but that is okay. You are only required to walk in your own shoes. May each day you live lead lead you towards abundance. With that being said, love you all and see you next episode. Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x-l-i-l-o-q-u-y.com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.